Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you guys for being here, and, and thank you, the, the staff of Harvest, for uh, trusting me to get up here. And um, um, so I do appreciate everybody being here, and have hope everyone will have a good spring break and everything. So um, I wanted to start today by uh, giving you guys an update on something. Uh, last October, I stood up here and uh, just poured my heart out. And uh, when I was uh, laid off from my job and I knew the Lord said, okay, it's, son, it's time to start what I have in your heart. So I wanted to show you guys something on this first slide, um, the marriage ministry that's uh, finally launching. And uh, it's called One Marriage and Family Ministries. And the status right now is we I filed for the nonprofit status. Um, I'm planning a kickoff banquet once everything gets uh, set in place. Uh, through already some generous donations, I'm able to uh, go ahead and kick it off. I've got a board together. Uh, we're going to plan a, a full weekend retreat to get the bylaws down, a business plan. And I uh, have two leads for a building that we can start meeting at. And uh, got a couple of churches interested in, in seeing what we have to offer to help marriages in the community. So I'm really excited about that. And, and thank you guys for imparting me into me that one morning uh, when you guys prayed over me. And if I would ask for more prayers, I ask specifically asking for three things. And that is for protection, uh, especially for my family. You know how the enemy works, uh, the protection for the ministry and also for provision, obviously, to keep the ministry running and also persistence. I'm going to tell you guys a lot of times when I really sit back, I get scared. You know, I, I just think, man, is this for real? Is it? But no, I got to have that persistence to keep going. And that's uh the hope that I have is just to help the families in our backyard and in uh, Amar here in Amarillo. So uh, thank you for that. I also wanted to talk about uh, here in June, um, I'm doing my first marriage retreat down in Mexico. It's called One Strong Marriage. The folks at Amarillo Travel came to me and asked me if, hey, would you put on a retreat down in Mexico? I said, well, let me think about it. Okay. And so uh, it's called, it's going to be at the El Dorado Royale Resort in Cancun, Mexico. Uh, Thursday is going to be a meet and greet. Friday, we're going to have two sessions in the morning from 9 to 12, uh, sessions 1 and 2. Then they'll have a catamaran cruise for the couple at night. Um, then Saturday morning, we'll have sessions 3 and 4 from 9 to 12. And then Saturday night, we're going to have a vow renewal uh, on the beach. So it's going to be a pretty neat deal. You can contact the folks at uh, Amarillo Travel. Got the websites here, and uh, the site is One Strong marriage and so i would love to see uh you guys down there if if we if at all possible but they have all the pricing arrangements so i'm really excited about that and also your prayers uh for that so uh, if, if we could let's pray real quick <clears throat> father god thank you lord for the opportunity to gather here Lord, I pray you prepare, prepare our hearts and minds for your word this morning. We thank you for this rain. We thank you for harvest and the staff. We thank you for your plan of marriage. And thank you for mighty men. So, Lord, I ask that you equip us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning... Uh, my talk was called The Battle for Your Mind. 
And I'm going to go out on a limb here that's to say a few things. That Satan is not directly after your marriage or your family or other close relationships. I don't believe he's even after, directly after your health, your emotional health, your physical health, or your, even your spiritual health. I don't think he's after your finances or your business or, or, or your investments. But I want to show on the next slide the main idea for this morning is your mind is the enemy's main target. It it's, makes sense to me. If he has your mind, if, he, if, if we allow everything we watch, well, obviously he's king of this air, king of the king. He, he is ruler of this world, as the word says. He can influence the way we think, our thought processes, through what the television programs we watch, through the music we listen to, through the websites we see. So if he has your mind, if he can influence what's happening in the world and you receive it, he's got you. Then all those other things that I talked about will crumble by default. So this morning, as Pastor Curtis would say, we're going to unpack why our mind is of the utmost importance to, to the enemy, because that is how everything else crumbles. He's not omnipresent, so he obviously has to focus on one thing, and that, that is our mind. Now, a few months ago, I got to speak about the Holy Spirit, and I wanted to quickly review uh, something that to, to be able to dr drill down to what I want to get to. If you guys re might remember that I said we are made of three parts. We are created in three parts. First is our spirit. And our spirit communes with the Holy Spirit. And then the second part is our soul. And our soul is our, made up of our mind and our will and our emotions. I want everybody to say mind, will, and emotions. And then we also made up of our body, our physical body, our flesh, what we see, hear, taste, smell, and touch. So keep in mind, three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Now I want to drill down a little farther into our soul. Now our soul is also made up of three parts. It's our mind, will, and emotions. I want everybody to say mind, will, and emotions. Now if we look at our mind, that is what controls our thought processes. And our will, our will is simple. It's our decision-making power. And then our emotions. Our emotions are, are our feelings actuated by an experience. Now, I personally believe that our mind and emotions influence our will, our decision-making power. So can you begin to see how important the mind is to Satan? See, our emotions are already actuated again by, by experiences. So his target is our mind. So what does it look like when we allow emotions to influence our will? You know, if we talk a little bit about emotions, 
you know, how does it look when emotions affect our relationship with God in serving Him? What does it look like when we rely on our emotions in marriage, in our relationship with our kids? See, being led by our emotions might, we might, that's a whole other topic for a discussion at another time. But for now, I want to focus on our mind. So let's dig in just another level down into our mind. So let's dig a little deeper in that. See, our mind is made up of two parts also. It's our consciousness and our subconsciousness. See, our consciousness, it's our <clears throat> thought processes, our awareness. And our subconsciousness is a seat of control of your life. So what happens is your mind, I should say your will is seated in, in your mind. In other words, your mind is what controls your decisions. So by our decision-making power, our will is seated in there. This is why it's so critical for the enemy to target your mind. <clears throat> Again, our consciousness, it's the center of your thoughts. So in this area of our mind, the word says we have power over our thoughts. And see, God gave us the ability in our consciousness to forget things. <clears throat> and after the first part of our marriage, thank the Lord my wife has forgotten a lot of the bonehead moves I made. And see, our consciousness downloads information to our subconsciousness. <clears throat> it's almost like a filter, if you will. Now I want to talk a little bit about our subconsciousness. Again, the seed of control for our life. Basically, it is truly your heart. It's your area of heart thinking. It's, I believe it's where your identity lives in your subconsciousness. And our subconsciousness even wires our brain. I went to a, uh, a uh, marriage retreat uh, intensive down in Austin, and they had a whole session over how the brain works. It's amazing how um, our brain is constantly rewiring itself based on the experiences we have. And we can actually, through positive experiences, through positive things, through a positive energy, if you will, our brain will wire itself to the logic part of our brain. It's, it's fascinating what, what they taught about the brain. So keep in mind about your mind. It's made up of two parts, consciousness and subconsciousness. Now, in the next slide, I want to talk about how we are feeding our brain. See, our mind is constantly being fed by a variety of inputs from billboards, through, through television, through radio, through internet, social media, our interactions with each other. It's, we're constantly feeding our brain. And see, and our consciousness receives all these inputs. Now, Again, I said that the word says we have power over our thought process. If you look at 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says to bring every what? Thought into captivity 
to the obedience of Christ. <clears throat> I was taught that we're, we are always thinking of something. So if you're saying, well, JR, it's kind of hard not to, you know, if you watch a short skirt walk by, it's hard not to look and start thinking things. That's true. We're all constantly thinking. But that's why memorization of Scripture is so important to be able to replace that thought with a memorized Scripture. And see, it's through repetition that our consciousness feeds our subconsciousness. I want you all to think about that repetition. See, Romans 12, 2 says to be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. Renewing, renewing, renewing. Repetition, repetition, repetition. So this is the heart of the matter. That what we allow through the filter of our consciousness is what's feeding our subconsciousness. Remember, the seat of control of our lives. And see, all these inputs are truly our choice. Some things we just can't help. But I want you to think about two men here. One man wakes up in the middle of the night, goes into his computer and starts watching pornography, say, for an hour. Repetition, repetition, repetition. In fact... <laughs> What kind of renewing is that? What does his marriage look like? That's one of the reasons I lost my first marriage. Through that dadgum pornography. I likened to a pastor who I was listening to him preach. And uh, he says that think of um, uh, that you're going to be intimate at night with your wife and it's equate that to a big lavish banquet you're going to have and as you watch pornography through a day it's like you're you're taking a meal here you're eating a meal there you're eating a meal there that when it's time to banquet you have no appetite for it so think about this man who 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 watched for an hour what is his mind like now you take another man who woke up at night and instead went to his secret place, his prayer closet, and opened the Word and just read and read and prayed and worshiped for a whole hour. What would you say his marriage looks like? What would you say his life's like? See, giants come into our lives constantly. And a lot of times the giants are in our mind. And so that's when our thought processes come into play. So you have this first man being tossed and to and fro like, like the waves in the wind, as James says in, in the word. Making, maybe making his emotions or, or uh, making decisions based on emotions or from an unhealthy subconsciousness. So when these giants come, what do you think his outcome is? Now you take this other man who's been renewing his mind with the word of God and through prayer and through worship, his emotions in check, making decisions based on a healthy subconscious, anchored in the love, 
of God and the word of God. When the giants come, what would be his outcome? So what does a healthy subconscious looks like, look like? I believe it's this. It's decisions being made by principles from the word of God through the knowledge of the love of God. Again, decisions being made by principles from the word of God through the knowledge of the love of God. Psalms, I'm sorry, Proverbs 37 says, So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as a man thinks in his heart, out of his subconscious, so is he. So this video that I'm going to show, it's about King David. It's a good example, example of a mind at battle. See, we all know the story when lust won the battle for his mind. But this morning, I want to watch the example of a young David when his subconsciousness told him there's victory in God. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this reminder that, first of all, the battle is yours. And Lord, I'd pray, Father, that for every man here who's listened to your word, that you will truly help us protect our mind and to clean our conscious and our subconsciousness, Lord, and that <clears throat> we may renew it with what you have for us in your word, what we receive <clears throat> through prayer, and the healing we receive through worshiping you in praise. So we thank you, God. Lord, I lift every man up here this morning and their families, guide them, Lead them, walk with them. May your name be glorified today in Jesus' name. Amen.